definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, what's going on? Happy Monday. Good morning and welcome on to the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Brought to you, as always, by our friends at Happy State Bank. Alongside David Collier, I'm Choice Woodman in for Hacks. You thought you got rid of me, but not yet. Lucas White across the way. Hacks uh, should be along shortly, we think. He tells us that the uh, Marsha Sharp is like a parking lot. So if any of y'all are uh, stuck in that, y'all can chime in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. What's up, Collier? How you doing? Good. How are you? Hair looks good this morning. Well, that's very nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wore a hat in uh, thinking, nah, I'm not going to be on until Tech Talk today. That's okay. and, it looks like I wear a hat, too, yeah, yeah. so you're good. Whatever. You you get out of bed and you have that TV, no, TV no, hair. Trust so. me, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't? No. I'm going to get it all cut off today. Are you one of those uh, TV dudes that spends uh, hours in front of the mirror? No. Look at this face. I, it would, <laughs> Look it at would, this. It face. would take hours. Look at me, Kyle. No. Uh, no, that's not the case. Because I've known a few that really spent some time in front of the mirror uh, in the past. I won't name names, but uh, really love to spend the time in front of the mirror on the hair and... And the makeup, too. Yeah. I don't even... I rarely put makeup on. I'll put it that way. I used to wear makeup all the time, but half my face is covered now. Yeah. So, I don't... Yeah, I don't mess with... I had a coworker that would, yes, meticulously, like, move, like, strands of hair <laughs> into place, kind of, to cover places where he didn't have as much hair. Yeah. I typically don't even use a comb or a brush, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, Throw some goop in there and move along. Goop? Huh. Yeah. Maybe some hairspray if there's stuff flying all over after being outside in the wind. Of course. Of course, you got That's to. about it. Uh, I'm sure, I don't know what Hax is going to want to get into, but. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably talk about a basketball game. You think? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It was it was a really rough half there. That was a very tough half, but uh, as we've come to learn with this basketball team, they're pretty good <laughs> in the second half if the first Goodness. half wasn't uh, one that you necessarily liked. Yeah, that was a, a wild game. Texas Tech beat number 20 BYU on Saturday, down 16 at the half. So we've had, what, three games that have felt like similar to this? Um, yeah, all conference games too, right? Yeah. Well, that, no, there's been one more. Uh, Northern Iowa is another yeah, one. Yeah, that's that, Northern Iowa, yeah. I, yeah. Was thinking, I was thinking Texas. Yeah, Texas, there, but... Texas, I don't even remember, do we? I think Tech had a lead at the half by that one, but you got off to a slow start slow in that start. one. Uh, it wasn't the full half, uh, but Kansas State down 11, Northern Iowa is something similar, and then, of course, 16 down against BYU. And the defense, in my mind, is what completely changed the tone and pace of the game. You sped BYU up a, BYU up a lot offensively, and uh, – Man, it was just it seemed to be a different energy that started on the defensive end, and uh, that's why you win this game. That and uh, Pop Isaac's deciding to play his best offensive game as a Red Raider that that helps too. Yeah, it it was man. We had talked about it going into last week how much they could hit the three pointer, and that first half I thought they were going to blow by that number in a single half by itself the way they were shooting the threes. 
I mean, didn't they have like nine in the something ridiculous like that in the first half? I mean, ten. Ten, yeah, ten. That's yeah. right. Because it ten was ten twenty. It was Texas that had nine in their first half against <laughs> against Baylor. That's but, right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, kind of regress to the mean and get to thirteen, which is about their average. And you mentioned it. I mean, they just they weren't ready for the moment there late. Once uh, it just they were turning the ball over and left. I mean, hey, yeah, whatever they do at half, I I still haven't been there to ask uh, Coach McCaslin in a post game. I usually stay for the first half and then right. have to leave. TV but I, I want—I really want to know now what exactly are you looking at whenever you're going to the locker room on his little laptop? Because whatever you're doing, he's doing an amazing job with it, uh, making adjustments in the uh, in the locker room and coming out and doing what they've done so far in the second half. During uh, Big Twelve play has been impressive. You know, as cheesy or whatever you, you want to call it, as it may sound. It does feel like this team is is fully bought into this coaching staff. You feel like, you know, if you watch the body language with this team, if you watch um, how receptive they are to criticism, I, I believe that this team truly respects this coaching staff. And maybe that, that should be a given most of the time, but we know it's not. Yeah. And we know it wasn't necessarily that way last year. So when you've turned around from what you had a season ago, it feels – Feels good, and you know a four and one start feels pretty good too. So that, yeah, and you get to live off of that for a week too. You don't have to play basketball again until right. you go to Norman. And the best part about that trip is somebody posted it on social media the other day. I think there were tickets going for like twelve and a half bucks oh there gosh. at Lloyd Noble. It's not much of a trip <laughs> if the weather's not bad. Yeah, you I make mean, that five hour ish trip up there, and uh, that's a what one o'clock tip, I think. Yeah, one o'clock tip. Yeah. So you can get leave up in the it, morning. Yeah, what you, you can leave at seven o'clock in the morning. Get there in plenty of time and I mean, cruise I, in. I'm guessing they probably have moved the prices a little bit, but I, I would, guess I, so, would but I would guess that's going to be a pro Texas Tech crowd. Not the oh well. I mean, I think you'll have a a good smattering of Red Raiders. But I do. I, agree I think with that. I think it'll be more than you would imagine. Sure, sure. So. Um, there's that. We had uh, NFL games. Patrick Mahomes continues to do what Patrick Mahomes does and win in the postseason. So it's ridiculous, isn't it? Six six years as a starter, six years in the AFC Championship game. It's absolutely like. Have we seen anything like that before? Well, I know we've seen some. I mean, Brady stuff that's unreal, but like that, I, I not that I ever remember six. For six. I mean... The Cowboys haven't got to a championship game in 30 years almost, and he's gone six for six. I think the the uh, best comparison to that would probably be Buffalo's uh, yeah. Super Bowl run, but I don't know Oof. that we're going to compare those two, Could especially have? if you've got a boss in the building that <laughs> I <know. laughs> had to endure that. I don't think he's listening. We're yeah. good. So I will say it. Uh, could it have gone any worse? The wide right oh, field goal. You can, you, can, you can ask my wife. I was like, well, we've seen this before. <laughs> the NFL script never fails. The script that they've written, perfect. I mean, because wide right for Buffalo, oh, my gosh. I feel so bad for those fans. I truly do. It and was, yeah, it was, it was, well, part of it because I – Sorry, but I wanted Buffalo to win because I feel sorry for their fans. Okay, that's Pat, fine. Pat's going to win a lot more in his career. He's still got plenty to go. Yeah, he's, got, so he's 28 years old. I think the window is pretty much closing there for the Buffalo Bills or oh, closed man. last night with that uh, field goal attempt. But, man, just – now maybe not to the extent of that one adult crying that they kept showing over oh and over gosh. again. Oh, my gosh. That was a little much. Like, that was 
Uh, get it together, man. When's like, the last time you cried? Sports cry? With a loss. Sports cry. I think I was... What year was... Uh, let's text Sweet 16 under Bob Knight. 2005? Yeah. yeah. That. Pit so I was, I was 14 years old. Yeah, that makes sense. Pit snoggled. Yeah. yeah. That was that was it. It was like just angry tears more so. Yeah. So close to the Elite Eight for the first time. The last time I cried was when Walter Payton played his last game really? against the Washington Redskins. Okay. That's See, a that's, long time ago. I've I've had happy sports cry. Now I've been you know, aggravated to... yelling. That's a completely sure, different thing. Sure, but like just I've never just sobbed like that, that guy. Sobbing? Yeah. No. I mean, I felt for him, but at the same time like you got to get it together. It is still sports. And we live for sports. We do. Hey, I'm going to pass it over to Hacks. I think you've had enough of me. Oh, now I'm, I'm going to I'm done for uncontrollably the day. sob. Okay. That's <laughs> the end of the bench. Some headlines next on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I am one of the great fog people of Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody, to 100.7 The Score. We just saw the Viking roll by. I finally got to work. It was Viking weather right here. He just rolled in on the boat. <laughs> those big wars. <laughs> Manpower. What's up, guys? Sorry I missed. No, you're good. Took me uh, 17 minutes to get on the sharp. Yeah, From that, Upland. That's what... Uh... That's what this weather will do to you. I'd see. I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, I walked the dog last night, so I was kind of uh, out in it. I also took the kid to school earlier this morning, and I was like, oh, this is nice. How was your weekend? It was a pretty solid weekend. Second half, probably better that's, than the first that's half. That's what got me this morning was um, the boy sick, so yeah. I didn't make my trip yep my early trip um jen takes the mick who was the pain in the rear end as usual this morning <laughs> and then i usually take the boy he stayed home sick so uh that's why i didn't get out there and but i had um that's that's it if, if he wouldn't have called in sick i'd have been here on time oh uh, no it's a good weekend it was fun lots of fun um 15,000 people going crazy and crazy comeback and uh, all that. Yeah, it was a blast. It was a blast. But you? It was good. Yeah, celebrated a birthday over the weekend. You? Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Didn't really do anything at all. Watched football. <laughs> that was about it. Watched basketball, obviously, on Saturday, but that mm -hmm. was not my birthday, so. So those football scores, Baltimore 34, Houston 10, San Fran 24, Green Bay 21, Detroit 31, Tampa Bay 23, and then Kansas City 27-24 last night. That was um, uh, extremely entertaining. Didn't, didn't you feel the game? Yeah, oh, without a doubt. I no. mean, well, depending on what part you're talking about, yeah. Well, it's just like the whole thing. Are you I'm talking about... Basketball? Are you talking about football? Kansas City Buffalo. Sorry, I was looking at the chat line. Yes, the entire thing was ridiculously entertaining. Sorry, that was my first uh, not listening to you moment. 
Um, of the day or ever? No, of the day. Yeah, definitely of yeah, the day. Of the day. Um, yeah, I I was hoping the other side would win. I don't know if you were listening on the drive-in. No, I was too depressed. Plenty of opportunities to win more Super Bowls. I thought the window that probably closed right there for Buffalo. So I was I was cheering for the other side, and I could just feel that kick coming. But the entire thing, I mean, and it had so much stuff. It had Taylor Swift, um, Jason Kelsey, and then all the football stuff. But the fumble through the end zone, I mean, that kind of kept the game going. I mean, just so many different the kind of questionable pass interference, which probably was a pass interference or illegal, whatever they call on the play, um, that kept that drive alive. But oh, it was it was fun to watch. A lot more. Well, the other one was entertaining too, just to see that for Detroit and all those fans. Mm-hmm. It seemed so loud in there. I actually had a couple of buddies from Lubbock go to the game. Had pretty solid seats too. Really? Yeah, one of them. I, I I'm assuming both of them, but I know one of them. Long time Lions fan. Just decided roll, go, huh? Yeah, uh, they, they they came into some tickets. They just had to pay their way up there. So got a, got some uh, FaceTime video of their seats. Ridiculously nice seats where they were located. They got to be part of uh, some Detroit history there. So the the kick just looked cursed. Oh. <laughs> just complete curse. Like, um, you know it's coming, probably. And then it got up in the air and just, like, turned right. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing is they – I know they're not – the production and and the putting up of stats and whatnot, oh, Tyler Bass is nine for nine in this situation and this and this and this. And they were like, oh, well, he can just get a field goal. I was like, if I'm a Buffalo fan, I – want a first down here. I want to get as close as possible. I don't want any kicking involved in this unless it's an extra point. And Which Jim, they'd have missed. They might have missed, but they still would, <laughs> they would have, been, have been ahead. Would have been ahead. <laughs> but Jim Nance and Tony Romo were acting like a kick. They had never seen what happened in 1991. Like, it wasn't part of their memories. I mean, it made no sense. Oh, yeah, oh, there's a nice opportunity right here to tie the ball game. We're going to go to overtime. Get ready, we're working extra tonight. Never thought that was going through the uprights. No, so the the opening line of this article, the kick initially looked good, like it was headed through the uprights. Then it sharply changed direction with the 11 to 13 mile per hour winds in Orchard Park, helping it sail up and to the right away from the upright. Yeah, I thought I was like, man, it it was cursed before it went up in the air, sure, um, because of... The, all the history, but man, that thing, it looked like the football guys just said, what knocked it off course and off it went. Unbelievable. Um, you had just a few games yesterday in uh, college basketball. One of those, uh, high scoring affair between Florida Atlantic and, and UTSA Florida Atlantic won one twelve to one Oh three. Um, Big 12 basketball was nuts over the weekend. We'll get into all of that. Is um, had some just crazy scores, that's for sure. Um, let's see, UCF scores 42 points. Did you see what they shot from the field? 17 percent, yeah, something. something like that. Yeah, 
16, 17%. What was it? Seven for 44 or something along those lines. So um, all of a sudden with Texas Tech, we got some some cardiac uh, Red Raiders here. Yeah, they make it they make it interesting, that's for sure. No blowouts here. They have to uh work their way back, which which is impressive and I'm sure you guys talked about it on the broadcast. The one thing that impressed me the most out of that, usually you see teams come back, right? But they use all of their energy during that comeback. Mm-hmm. And the second they tie the game up or go up one, it's almost like we got there. We're back in it, and they kind of let down, and then the other team hits a three, and it starts a snowball for them. And I think BYU might have scored once where you're like, oh, they kind of hit the wall. Yeah. After that? Tech. Yeah, all tech. uh, And the the other um, one hit the wall. In the Texas Tech-Texas game, the highest percentage in the first half that Texas had to win the ball game was at 82.8%. When you're playing K State, you had a nice little chance of winning there until a twenty to zero run for the other yeah. side. Late in that game, Kansas State had a ninety point eight chance, ninety point eight percent chance of winning. At halftime, BYU had a ninety five percent chance of winning. And against K State and Texas Tech, you didn't turn it to where your chances of winning were happening until very late, especially against K-State because you took the lead right there at the end. But you took your first lead of the game at 64-62. Just want to know what they do at halftime. Pretty impressive. Whatever well, they and, do. and for, um, I don't want to say Grant's a young coach, but he's certainly not an ancient guy and that's seen everything, I don't think. And um, he hasn't been around the power five as an HC. And he's seen it a lot as a, a director of ops or an assistant. Um, but man, you know, against Kansas State, I found this interesting because I have a lot of similarities with this. When he came out, Grant's an amazing fist bumper. Okay. Love it. Just give you a little dap, yeah. you know, just something to say, hey, you know, we're in this together type yep. deal. I mean, after being ignored for so yeah. long, and that's okay. Sometimes you're within programs, you get ignored. That's it's not your role anyway, but it, it does feel nice to feel yeah. included. You're part of it. Yeah. Because you are. To some extent, part of it. Right. Um, when he came out for K State, his hand was shaken. Like, I could tell the adrenaline was coursing through that dude's veins (laughs) and that he was ready to brawl. And I kind of dig that because that's the way I am, too, still at 45 years old when you get 15,000 people and you're in the middle of it and you're, you know, you got a job to do. um, And, you know, you're holding up the networks and you're on the Sirius, you know, you're on Double T 97.3, you're on all these stations. I still get cranked, too. So to see that was a, that it, it was just a little shake. He was so fired up, <laughs> and um, but you know, if you're ten feet away, you can't tell that. You you look, you see a steady guy, yeah. you know, and that's that steady guy's making some really good decisions, and we win a lot of games, and it's a lot of fun. 
Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's the End of the Bench here on 100.7 The Score, 100.7thescore.com on a Monday. Coming up tonight, we've got Red Raider basketball with Krista Gerlich at 6 o'clock. The High School Fan Zone at 6 o'clock on 100.7 The Score. A Hacks, Collier, and Lucas edition of Music Monday. Hit us up at the Yates Flooring Center chat line. The Visual Edge IT hotline is 806-771-0973. Yates Flooring Center chat line through the 100.7 The Score mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. I feel like I've been sick for about two months. I'm not near 100%. Yeah. I'm just... I'm not in a good place. It's I've, just... I've worked. I've woke up congested, basically. It feels like a month now. The worst... Like, there's several layers of the wake-up, the business going on here. The worst, for me, is it feels like... Is it a little bit bigger than a golf ball? <laughs> is jammed in between my nose just basically right in the middle of my head. And so you can't breathe, right? You can't. And then the, the next one is, which you hear me during the show, is trying to swallow. Mm-hmm. It's just, so the, some that is so dry, when I wake up, I can't swallow. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, see, no, I'm, I have no problem producing any form of a, uh liquid at this point it's flowing everywhere i and it's worse the longer i sleep which is i guess a good thing because i don't really sleep that much yeah unless it's on the weekends i'll wake up just completely congested if i get more than eight hours <clears throat> and i told you this thing that's been bothering me with my throat it's been going on since the west virginia baseball series that's a long time that's a long time yeah if I Getting get the same sick of thing it. Christmas, you know, from Christmas, probably through the spring, but uh, maybe you'll knock it out just in time for another uh, baseball trip. Well, I, I got some stuff called in, so I'm going to finally try to attack this thing instead of just sitting there wearing it like I usually do. I'm going to take you through a um, Texas Tech men's basketball exercise, my friend. Oh, boy. Well, that'll be easy. This all water balls. <laughs> Horse name, water balls. Down the stretch comes water balls. So this is, to me, this is getting crazy. We're getting in crazy territory here. Texas Tech is 15 and three, 15 dubs, four and one in conference play. Lucas, play along as well. Um, you got anything to write with? Okay, get something to write with. Make a couple columns. Put uh, Collier and yourself, and then, you know one of those T graphs, and we're gonna go down the stretch. We come. Speaking of horse, okay. So currently at four and one. We're gonna play the rest of the season out and see what we got record wise. Okay. Okay. From your perspective. Sweet. I can't wait for the chat line to just attack me because I went to Oklahoma with my very first pick. 
<clears throat> that's just uh, that's just unfortunate. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> the next two are on the road, though. At OU, that would be a 1 o'clock start this coming Saturday at the LNC. What you got? I'll go ahead and go with a loss for Oklahoma. So a win for the Red Raiders. Okay. No home court advantage there. Even though I've noticed apparently two home games ago, they ran out of beer. So Porter Mosier made sure that there was more beer in the arena, which I guess is a good sign if you're Porter Mosier that you're buying more beer for people that actually show up to basketball games, which hasn't happened happened there for a long time. But Been I'm still going the Red Raiders. Okay. Um, at TCU, Schollmeyer Arena, 6 o'clock the following Tuesday. So, very fast turnaround. Sorry, Lucas, what you got on OU? I like the way Tech's playing right now. So, I'm going to continue this winning streak and give Tech the win at Oklahoma. Holy 5-1. and one. All right, now Froggies. Mm, do I think that one's tougher? I do. I do. I'm going to take TC. I know Lucas is taking Froggies. Yeah? No. Ah! No. Wow! Oh, wow. The bandwagon led by Lucas White. Man, he, if you're now if you're doing this, you're you're in a conference championship race. Fully because you got him at 6 and 1 now. Okay, so uh call your 5 and 2. Home with Cincinnati. Win. Lucas? Terry continues to do well at home. So let's. So what does Lucas have them at a winning streak? Right? He's got them at winning four in a row, three straight against ranked teams. Love it. All right, let's go to Baylor on February 6th. I'm going to go a loss there. Okay. Yeah, I got Baylor winning this one. Okay. Finally, finally uh, got him falling. All right, um, UCF at home, February 10th. I got to win. They got to win when KC is in attendance, so Tech wins this one. Number three, Kansas, United Supermarkets Arena, February 12th. I got to win. I got a home win, yeah. If I look at it this way, if West West Virginia can win that game at home against them, I think the Red Raiders can win that game at home against them. This one I got Kansas winning. You and Clint sitting up there high fiving each other, unbelievable. At least you won't have a KU hoodie on. Uh, okay, this is where this is where it gets. I mean, no bueno for me. I, I this place is. Yeah. So hard to win. At Hilton Coliseum, Iowa State, February 17th. 11 a.m., though. That's good. I That's good, yes. I'll still go with the loss, though. Yeah, I agree. I think Iowa State is probably the best team at home. So. All right, get TCU back at home. I'll go ahead and give them a W there. Be tough to beat somebody twice. Lucas? Tag sweeps TCU this year. Oh. All right, UCF at UCF. Mm, I'll take a win. Lucas? Yeah. Texas at home, dub-dub. Oh, yeah. 
I'll take it. West Virginia on the road. Mm. When is that? Five o'clock at night. Man, you gonna be mad at me if I say a loss there? No. Yeah, I'll go loss. Yeah, yeah. Wow. West Virginia at OSU. Win. Tech. And then Baylor to wrap it up. I say win. Why not? Dubbed up. Yeah, Baylor. Ah, get out of here. I ended up having a better record. Senior day when senior day doesn't matter anymore. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hey, thanks for being with us here on this Monday on 100.7 The Score, 100.7 The Score. Dot com First United Bank Studio. Foggy out there today, so take a little extra time, although I'm sure it's starting to burn off a little bit. Tomorrow, it's supposed to rain. And rain like... Real rain? Real rain. That's what I'm hearing. Temperature's a little a little better, though. I, I'll be honest. I have not watched any local news since I was on the local news on Friday. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's supposed to be terribly cold. I just cold. don't want it to freeze. No, 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 no. I don't think we have to worry about that. Okay. Yeah. Thank goodness. Because they're skating around up in St. Louis and in the Midwest, and got uh, the black ice going on up there. Just really, really nasty. Um, these uh, Big Twelve standings are are fascinating to look at here. Texas Tech and Kansas State. Each at four and one, Houston three and two, Kansas three and two, Oklahoma three and two, Baylor three and two, Iowa State three and two. Let me ask you this, and then we hadn't even got to <laughs> BYU, Cincinnati, TCU, Texas, UCF, West Virginia. So the thirteenth place team is uh, well, I guess they're technically tied for a little higher than that, just two games out of first place in Big Twelve play. Yeah, and that's West Virginia, and so. Cincinnati, TCU, Texas, UCF, West Virginia, all at two and three. Do you see this staying this close? Let's just say from seven up. Do you see it staying this close or will we have somebody separate or will it just be this back and forth horse race all the way through? I think it's going to be back and forth most of the way which is kind of surprising because I believe it was the second hour. I don't even know at this point your exercise had Lucas and I going through the rest of the conference schedule for the Red Raiders, and I had them with 13 wins, and I think Lucas had them with 12 winning wins. So that obviously would keep them towards the top. But Where does that finish? I would imagine you're – easy top five i just don't see any separation i mean if you so if i said that that means well if they were if there were 13 wins they would have five losses correct i mean kansas would gonna have to be go on a pretty solid run at three and two right now to finish better than that everybody else for that matter besides kansas state would have to go on a pretty solid run kansas state's lucky they don't have to play you again so that's going to help them out right Sure, there's two Kansases on there for them to have to deal with. Keep going, and I'm doing top five. I mean, Kansas, Houston's gonna do Houston, but I just see everybody beating each other. Nobody expected West Virginia to win over the weekend against Kansas. I know Kansas. I think we're learning Kansas is maybe not your normal Kansas, but Cincinnati's stealing wins from people. I just 
I don't see how somebody's going to separate themselves. It's like the perfect year for the <laughs> Red Raiders here, it seems like. My, I, I'm trying to do this on the fly math, which is just a terrible idea for me. But with this not being um, perfect here, the, what I was able to put together is your top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. So that goes from Texas Tech all the way down to BYU are a combined 73 and two at home. Who? Who are 72 and three? <clears throat> Tech, K-State, Houston, Kansas, Bay, uh, Oklahoma, Baylor. Yeah. Iowa State and BYU. So that would make 73 and yeah. two at home. Well, there you go. There's your upper echelon of the, uh, I mean, I just, I think the, uh, the fact, like I just mentioned, the fact that West Virginia can steal a win at home, it just shows you that everybody's going to win at home. Everybody's going to win. You're just, what better question is, what's the number of losses that wins this conference? Like you got two at one right now, but that's, that's got to change. Oh, it will. It will. Um, five? Yeah. That seems like a five, six. You're, now, we've seen this before. I think last year it wasn't that, but maybe two years ago it was something close to that. Fran Fraschilla made a good point. on the, He's just he's fearful that that's going to happen to the extent that it's going to cost a team or two that definitely should be in the NCAA tournament. Because there's so many of them? Because you're going to have so many losses towards theirs. Well, and the, and the committee's going to be sitting there going, all right, we only have this many spaces here to give out. You know, we've got 64 teams. We've got whatever it is, 68 teams. But how many of those are uh, at large? How many of those are at large? About half. Yeah. So you're going to take half – you would be taking almost half the at-large bids and delivering them to the Big 12 Conference, which I just don't see them doing, which is echoing Fran's point that somebody that's sitting down there where TCU is now, where Texas is now, is going to be left behind. I just didn't think... I think we were all hoping that we knew this wasn't going to be the case with Houston. We knew they were going yeah, to be a that bear. Was, that was a given. They were going to be good. But I think we we're all hoping that UCF would be oh, just kind of a uh, good, yeah, we get to play UCF. And then Cincinnati, oh, they're going to be down because they're not used to playing in this kind of conference. And BYU yeah, is yeah. going to be, you know, they're not used to the uh, night in and night out having the, the pressure of having to play in the, the Big 12. And they're all holding their own. And holding their own in, in better cases. Like I said, I'm going back to that top 40 Ken Palm offense, top 22 defense. BYU's on that list. And you got to win. And you got to win down by 17. Uh, we got to talk about individual play. Like, wh where does Pop's performance individually there stand? over the last eight years as far as individual performances go? 
Man, I would have to pull that up. <clears throat> I think more than anything, it's just, you know, and I'm not talking about anything other than on the basketball court. Just, you know, the struggles we've seen him go through shooting the basketball and be able to do what he needed to do in that game. And it wasn't just drive to the bucket, you know. I mean, six threes, is that what he finished with in that game? And they looked good. Six threes, that was a career high too. Yeah, they looked good because there's been times when he's shot a three and it's gone in. It didn't necessarily look great off of his hand, right? Well, he got to the point where, and I love this when this happens for basketball players, that when they take long shots, it almost looks like they feel like it's a layup. The bucket is so mm-hmm. big yeah. that when they're connecting at that rate, it just feels like they're going up there and scooping it off the glass and in. That doesn't happen very often. I love it when that does happen now. I want it to be on the side that I'm covering. I don't want it to yeah. be shed like from Houston, yes. who was just making everything at all three levels, by the basket, mid-range, three-pointers. But, my gosh, Poppy went crazy. Let's go back and look at that. Try to find, comparison-wise, other things. Because I go way back. I go too far back, and I go Mike Singletary in mm-hmm. Texas A&M mm-hmm. Big 12 tournament. Yeah, Emmett and all those guys playing time is not required this is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score you've still got time to get your questions in here to our program the end of the bench on 100.7 the score we're in the first united bank studio on a foggy monday getting the week started gonna get some uh, rain tomorrow looks like and hopefully this will be a good week for Lady Raider basketball and the Red Raiders. Uh, let's see, Lady Raiders, they're going to play Houston for the second time already. And that's coming up on Wednesday. And you'll be able to hear that on 107.7 ESFM. We'll have to wait till noon at the Lloyd Noble Center for a top 25 matchup, Texas Tech and OU. I got a lot of people that are going to show up from the, the past, got some family and some old friends that are going to be there at Lloyd Noble. And that will be good. Um, any chance they get a new arena? I don't. You know, I think they've tried a couple times. I know it was turned down, probably what last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see it. They got plenty of room around there. They could do it. Yeah, but you spend the money on that, knowing they could go to football. Yeah, you can go to football. You're going to the SEC. Maybe well, they, and they're making basketball. an investment in baseball <clears throat> with those facilities. Yeah, I never really cared for what was there whenever I was in college baseball-wise. Other than a berm in the outfield, that was probably the best thing that came out of out of uh, L. Dale Mitchell Park. Difficult to say. Mm-hmm. Hey, Benchwarmers, with Mike McCarthy coming back, what does he need to do to save his job next year? You know, that's really an excellent question. Because I think a Cowboy fan would say get to the division championship game at the least. And if you want to feel comfortable, get to a Super Bowl. But we're going on 30 years now, and I don't don't know what to tell you. Um, and I don't know what the expectations should be. Um, but when you see that question, what comes to mind? Because it's like, I mean, I think you should be gone now. Yes. Uh, but 
He's done an excellent job in the in the regular season. Just can't play in the playoffs. And I don't know what to say. I mean, this is a weird deal. Yeah, it's become the norm for them, right? That thinking you're a lot better than you actually are, maybe. But I mentioned this last week. As a Cowboys fan, you don't really care about division titles and all that stuff. You probably should at this point, considering recent history and what's become 20 years of history almost. But I think getting to the Super Bowl would probably help (laughs) if Mike wants to stick around another year. Definitely NFC Championship game, but, I mean, if – if Detroit is making it there, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't uh, help him in any way. No, shape or form. yeah, you're right. Good point. I mean, if we're going to go on the history thing, well, then their history has been a lot worse for longer. Texans. Yeah. I That doesn't help either. Lucky the Texans didn't make it a step farther. It might have changed his mind a little bit. Yeah, he's got to be sitting there going, I mean, we've been through all this and we've uh, put together. They, they've got to do better at the running back position, in my opinion. Uh, from the chat line, he has to hope Jerry Jones hires another DC as good as Dan Quinn for when Dan Quinn leaves and drafts some more good hands receivers. They could use that as well. They could use a lot. I I just think you got to have somebody you can turn around and hand it off to to take some pressure off Dak. Benchwarmers, French toast, waffles, or pancakes? Now we're talking lunchtime. Um, I'm going to go waffles on that. Waffles, pancakes, then kick the French toast to the curb. It's too much work for the French toast, right? I don't like it. Lucas, rate them. French toast, pancakes, waffles. (laughs) Why pancakes second? Because I used to work at the International House of Pancakes. So you should dislike it. You know they make waffles there as well. But they make amazing friends. Toast. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, that's too much work making that. You got to have the, the holes in the waffles, too, so you can soak up the. All right, this is more for David here, I think. Hacks, do you have any favorite eating joints in the town of Norman? That's from Juan. I end up sticking to around the I-35 corridor, which is mostly chains. So I don't really ever get in to Norman proper. So what do you got? I don't – the last time I've – you've probably been there. You've been there definitely more recently than I have. Um, I used to eat pizza shuttle a lot in college. Oh, God, I love pizza. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to have just a big old slab of pizza shuttle right yeah. now? Pizza shuttle was solid. I don't know that that's what you're looking for, but so yeah. cheap, so late, so bad, but so good. They also had a drive-in that was kind of like a Sonic, but not, and they had good ice cream there. Um, Diners, drive-ins, and dives went to a chili joint in Norman years and years ago, and I can't remember what it was called, but there's some places. But one, I'm not yeah. great. There, there's a there's a hideaway satellite there. You can get in and, and get to the hideaway. It's just really good. The place called the Mont. There's a Mexican place in the... The in, Mont. Yeah. I've heard of good things about that. Yeah. That's where I would go. Benchwarmers, who is the athlete currently on campus at Tech that will be drafted the highest football, basketball, or baseball? That's a good question. I think the... Uh, the safe bet would be Kyle Robinson. Yeah, that's yeah, and he's draft eligible. 
I was going to go with uh, Mac Hewer or whatever, the kid that was drafted already in the 16th round by the Cleveland Indians in this past year's draft. So he's got a couple of years before he's draft eligible. But you're drafted that high out of high school. I know that's not high, but I think. And and the next one here that that popped up is Kevin Bazell. He was my next answer. Um, out of draft eligible, yeah, I would probably go Kevin Bazell. Yeah, I'll go Robinson, Bazell. Those are my top two. So I would stick with baseball. I don't think you're going to sniff draft picks when it comes to basketball with this current crew. Um, there's just so few draft picks. I mean, it's just so hard to do. You can have a terrific professional career here, overseas. There's 50 countries you can go play. You can go play in Israel, Turkey. I mean, you can go play all over the place. But that draft pick thing, that's hard to do. And football, I don't see Tyree anywhere out there currently. Yeah, and I mean, like we've mentioned before, I don't know how high or if Taj gets drafted, but I think the best move for him was to come back and make the money here. And then, you know, hopefully parlay that into something. But he's going to be an older running back at that point. So I don't see him he, particularly high. He fascinates me outside of the pads. I've talked about this before. That he looks like he's built like a toaster. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I saw him again. You know, they were out there leading cheers, him and Caleb Rogers. And it's like, man, it would be impossible, impossible to – tackle this guy i mean yeah just, no, i hope it translates but that just tells you how big and fast the other guys in the nfl currently are yeah that, that make potentially make somebody like taj just look small know, yeah god yeah you had these defensive tackles running five or four eights and i'm like Gee. uh thick sliced bread dredged in egg then cornflake batter deep fried covered in powdered sugar whipped cream and strawberries that's my kind of french toast you actually made that sound good. It's something that I don't like. It's French toast. You made that sound good. This is a shot for Micah Hudson to be the next highest drafted Red Raider. He will have to wait a while. You'll have to wait a while to hear us because we are done. Bottom line is coming up. Thanks to Choice for bailing me out in that first segment because the fog. Thanks to Collier. Thanks to Luke because I'm Hacks. Have a great rest of your Monday. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.